Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Liverpool 4, Wolverhampton Wanderers 0. What was your favorite part of that game today? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. I I actually um I liked I liked the way we played and I liked the fact that it looked like even though we're not the team we were, we're not first, you know, it's not the whole first team there. I'm happy that they made it look like it was. Like we we looked the cut above and that's what made me happy on the day. So the score was good, but just the way we looked and the fact that let's be honest, until we were at four nothing, I felt like there was almost no real good chances that Wolverhampton had. So just the the complete type of team um victory is is what I liked the most. What about you? Yeah, um I I agree with what you said there, and that's that's a great point because I've noticed well, let's just face it, except for maybe one game this season, or maybe not even one game, we haven't really had our full team together, right? We've always had a mishmash of one of either Allison missing, Van Dyke missing, Henderson missing, Tiago missing, or a couple of them. And I am seeing more and more that our games, we are resembling the machine that we have, have been used to seeing over the past uh, two, three years, where it doesn't matter who's playing, we are still Liverpool and we'll play the same way. So... That is encouraging. And once we play like that, I don't think anybody in the league can stop us. Um, I suppose my favorite... So I'll, I'll tell you a crazy stat we'll at the beginning before you get into that. We actually haven't lost the game with Van Dyke out. I know. Very interesting, right? I, I saw again, I know. And no knock to Van Dyke. No knock at all to Van Dyke. But somehow we're winning without him, which to your point is the machine has started rolling again. That's what it feels like. Yeah, and the players are probably so. I think it's if this if we lost Van Dyke last season or the season before, I don't think we would be winning as many games without him. But I think we've become so mentally toughened that they're almost taking offense to the fact that nobody's expecting them to continue winning without him, and they're raising the game as much as they need to to cover for the fact that that he's not on the team. And Matip. Um, Fab, Phillips, whoever's come in, they've done a pretty good job. And the one person I feel for the most in terms of their future is Joe Gomez, because I honestly don't see how he fits into this team. But I'm praying for a speedy recovery uh, regardless, and um, I, I, I hope he can come back stronger, whether it's at Liverpool or anywhere else. But just Sorry, to get back, back to, to your favorite to, point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the, the part that I liked most was for the... I think it was the fourth or the third goal when Mo, uh, Trent crossed the ball to Mo Salah. Fourth goal, and, yeah. Yeah, Mo Salah left it for Sadio Mane. I, I, I like the cross from Trent because he hasn't had an opportunity to do that much this season, even before his injury. And also, I like the fact that Mo Salah, whether or not Mane called for it, but then last second he knew, okay, let me just leave it for Sadio Mane. Whether or not it was the wisest thing in the world, I'm not sure. However, I just like to see that. I was so I agree with you. I like to see that. I was actually going to ask you because I actually don't think it was the wisest move. I think Salah had an easy gimme, and it was actually right. a little bit harder for for Mane. But I mean, at that point, we don't really care. Um, but there had he been probably a couple... knew that yeah. Mane needs the goal, and we were up three 0 right? Yeah. So it, it tells me that at least he's thinking about those things at the right time. And I hope he wouldn't have done that if we were still tied or if we were down. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I think it was clear from the onset of the game, Mane came to play, and he was um, 
you know, he was motivated, but at the same time, I feel like if there's a guy on the team who needs a goal right now, it's him. Absolutely. And so, I mean, even an assist would be nice. Uh, you, you know what? I wouldn't disagree with you, but I feel like for Mane, he knows he knows he contributes, but it's that goal that he's looking for. So I don't even know if an assist would do it. But I, I just, I liked, I liked the way he played, and I, I would have hoped to see him rewarded today. I know it was given as an own goal, so I don't know how he'll, you know, put it in his head. But you know, um, hopefully he takes that as his goal. But I'm not sure. It's just that smile, right? So it's the same smile he had when he scored that offside header um, the last game or a couple of games ago. Yeah, I, I think it was the last game against um, Brighton. Um, and it was just that smile of not even just relief, but just pleasure, just that innocent smile. And you, you can tell that it is weighing on him and it's impacting the rest of this game. And it's just a matter of time. So I think even though this was an offside, it was an own goal, I think it'll put him in good stead for the next games. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, the other one that I would say in terms of uh, the way they played is I liked um, I liked Salah. Not not so much in the way he played, but in the fact that when he um, had a chance and, and didn't deliver, he wasn't laughing about it. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he gave his usual smile, but then you could kind of see the like, mm, like the, the pissed off feel. Like that came right. Like he always smiles because he's got a smile because I don't know, it's in his contract or something. But right yeah, after like he didn't laugh, he, he yeah. seemed he seemed ticked. And I like that. I want to see that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, exactly. I remember the start of the second season that he had with us. He went through a spell where after every goal, he just wouldn't celebrate. He wouldn't smile. He'll, he'll try to pretend as if he's looking all angry and everything else. And whatever was going on in his head, whether it was because people were questioning if, if he could only do it in one season. But whatever that was, I want that to come back. I want him to to prove to, to feel as if he has to prove to somebody that he is as good as all the hype around him is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if if the serious Salah comes back and the motivated Mane today, hey, there you go, serious Salah, motivated Mane. If those two guys are playing that way every game, I mean, they could even make Firmino look good. What would you, what adjective would you use for Firmino starting with F? Um, I was going to go with has been. Um, I don't know. You know what it is. I, I feel for the guy. I think he knows what he wants to do. It's just, whether it's the magic has left him, the the muscles aren't there, whatever it is, he just doesn't seem to have it right now. And and I don't know if he'll ever get it. And you know, I mean, there there were some decent plays in the game, like the the karate kick uh, yeah. ball that he sent to Mane. Was it? Um, like he's got good plays clearly, but then it was like the the flick that he tried to score, and it's like, man, like that's just that used to work for you get over it and i don't i don't really know i don't know if he can change so i think yeah i think time is just catching up with him uh, he was never the fastest player however as he's approaching his 30s um he is losing a step and he's still trying the same thing so it the pressure well not the pressure but the challenge on him now is to evolve his game um i was paying a little bit more attention to him today and for long periods I, I realized that I forgot he was playing which is not unusual for me um, whenever I watch him but he was just spending a lot of time in the midfield a lot of time in the midfield and I remember about a month ago I, I read that he started his career as a holding midfielder which I thought was interesting 
Um, so he, he, yeah. So so I think if he stays in Liverpool for more than two seasons from this point on, it will be a bit painful as he begins to evolve, almost like what we saw with Steven Gerrard when. Um, as he 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 became more of a holding midfielder, it was painful to watch. But by the time he got used to the role, we all accepted that this is the new version of Steven, Steven Gerrard that we have to get used to. So, um, yeah, they just need to decide how they want to use him. But I believe that the days of him doing the samba dance and flicking and scoring and no looks, I think that's over. Well, I think it's over, but I think he's done it for so long and it's so ingrained in him that he right. doesn't know how to move past it. And, yeah. and that's a problem because he's, you know, there, there are some guys who know, okay, I can't do that move anymore, but I think he's just done it for so long, right? Guys bring stuff into their repertoire, get rid of it, stuff like that. Like, you know, but he's had it for so long and it's worked. Let's be honest. It worked very well for a very long time. Um, but I mean, today there were, there were times where he had this, I mean, what unfortunately is the new standard, just giveaways for no reason that make no sense. He's not under pressure. There's nothing really like no compelling reason for him to give that ball away. And yet he still does. Um, There were times that he was, like you said, just kind of out of the play and it was, it was kind of weird, but then there were a handful of times where, you know, he looked good. He seemed to know what he was doing. He's still, you know, the mind's still there. He just needs to, as you said, evolve his game. Anybody else on the team that you thought may, so good team effort. Um, I don't know that I'd knock many people, even even Firmino. He didn't play badly. He had a few giveaways, which I didn't like. But was there anyone who you would say didn't have the best game? Um, Funny that you singled out Salah to start with. And I agree that um, I'm happy that he's, he wasn't smiling after misses and things like that. I didn't think that he had the greatest game except for the goal and the assist, which is all you can ask for. But um, I don't. I'm I'm not really a fan of the way he's been used this season, where he's spending more time as a winger, and then he he just hogs the line, waits for the ball, and then he tries that little flick cross, which almost never comes off, um, except for the assist. But that that was a little bit different because it was a set play. Um, I I I want to see him more centrally or just attacking the goal a little bit more, using his instincts as opposed to trying to take part in the buildup. I don't think that's that's the best use of his talents because he he. I don't want to say he doesn't have a great footballing IQ. However, he's too instinctive and too too focused on 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 scoring that I think he forgets what's around him. And so because of that, I don't want him spending too much time in the midfield. Well, I mean, maybe, and this is just a wild theory based on absolutely nothing, maybe with Jota coming in and Jota being a very much like guy who fills that box in the middle, um, you know, all you need to do is is deliver the ball and and good things will happen. Maybe because of that, Klopp has been saying, you know what, well, why don't you try playing from the wing, try putting the ball in. Maybe that's just part of a larger plan to make him more useful as Jota starts to replace Firmino. Yeah, who knows? Um, I remember we spoke about this earlier in the season, but I... I I do recall in preseason the little clips that came out from LFC TV. This was before Jota signed. I saw him playing that role, where you know I noticed in training. Uh, I was wondering why is he staying so far back and why is he continuing to try to cross the ball in because that was something we'd never seen from him. Um, so I think it was part of them. This was one of the tweaks that they made this season to try to catch the opponents off guard. Um, I'm 
I'm not a coach, so maybe it's working because we are winning games. However, it's it, it's frustrating to me to watch because he doesn't. I don't think he contributes much in midfield, and then we just lose some potency up front, right? Um, you can see the way he took his goal. He's an instinctive um, striker, and we need him in that position more. So speaking of his goal, so the part that caught me about the goal was not that the error that was made it was more the fact that and this is this is when you know you have a, a true blue goal scorer on, on your team is that he played for maybe the ball going over but once that ball kind of went the wrong way on the defender Salah never even looked at the net and never looked at the goalie right he he watched the ball the whole way his eyes are, I'm literally watching it now, his eyes are only on the ball and he doesn't even turn to look at where he is, where the goalie is, where the net is, anything. He is 100% focused on the ball and man, did he put it exactly where he needed to. That's a goal scorer's goal. Yeah, and I would say in our in our team, only himself and Jota have that pure striking instinct. Mane, of course, he's, he's, he's potent whenever he's in form, but as we saw today, there's a couple of headers that he, he had where you could tell he wasn't quite sure where the goal was, right? So, uh, uh, More than just headers. There was one very early in the game where he had a good chance in the box, and there was another one, I think, in the 50-something oh, right. minute yeah. that uh, it was kind of it was run down the wing, crossed back to him, and he should have done more with it. So I would agree with you. I feel like when it comes to a pure goal scorer, I think Salah was the lone guy we had, and I think Jota's there now too. But I mean, that was a, a beautiful goal. I mean, moving on from Salah's beautiful goal, uh, and I'm sure we'll debate this for a while. What did you think of the uh, non-penalty shot that was called as a penalty against us? So the first thing I want to say is it's so refreshing having VAR on our side or getting one over VAR for once. Um, <laughs> no, that wasn't even getting one over. VAR getting it right <laughs> and VAR yeah, not, right. not sinking us. Right. Both of those yeah. seem to be like new. It, it's kind of sad and reflective of the season that rather than us saying, yeah, it's good that VAR got it right, we're saying that it's good that they didn't do us wrong. So <laughs> that just tells you everything you need to know about VAR. Yeah, that's um, how our season's been going. Yeah. What do I think of the, the implementation of VAR or the incident itself? The whole thing. Um, okay, so in real time, I thought that what is Mane doing? Why did he kick him in the box? That's the the the, the most foolish thing to to attempt to do when you're trying to clear the ball to bicycle kick in, in your in your own area, especially after what happened last week, really, right? And so I to be he, to be clear, that's not what you thought at the beginning. That's what you thought at the beginning, middle, end, and now. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. <laughs> Whether he um, pulled his leg back or not, I'm still like, what are you thinking? I did think that there was contact in real time, right? So um, that's 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 what I felt about that. VAR, they use VAR. They identify that that there was no contact. They call back the play, which is all well and good. Um, and then there was the question of whether Cody should have had a yellow card or not. Uh, while I, I agree that in theory for diving, he should have, or I wouldn't have been shocked or disappointed or um, thought otherwise if he was given a yellow card. But at the same time, you know me, I'm not a fan of just giving yellow cards for every single um, offense or every single quote unquote dive. I think that there has there have to be levels and there's some blatant dives where somebody is deliberately trying to con the people around them. 
um, even last week with uh, Welbeck, even though he was clipped. I mean, he he walked and then he fell. That's ridiculous. That's a dive, right? In this case, I think Coney was just Coney. Cody was preparing and anticipating the contact. And like it or not, the way that these players are trained and brought up, they they when they anticipate contact, there's a way that they respond naturally, right? So he anticipated contact and he was already like, oh, I'm going to get hit. Let me fall, right? But then so, when he realized he wasn't hit, he just, you could tell he was embarrassed and he just got up. And it, it, if Wolves were ahead or if he hadn't contributed in the goal, it's very possible that he would have told the ref, yeah, no, there was no contact. But he's a captain. He made a mistake and he's trying to, to look out for his team. So to be clear, uh, if you go down with no contact, that should be a yellow and like two or three of those in a season should be an automatic red. So I just want to be like, to be honest, I'm sick and tired of diving and it's absolutely ruining the game and stuff like that needs to be punished in my opinion, very severely to your point, the one last week where he took three steps and then went down. I mean, I, I, I don't even know how many yellow cards you can give to that play because that's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. To me, what I would say is when they showed replays of the, of the incident, um, the referee's view of it was blocked. So I would agree the referee saw it as contact, and that's okay. He called it as he saw it. Um, uh, Cody, after he touched the ball, he stuck out his chest and threw back both legs. So to me, that's a, that's an, a, that's a simulation. Right, I mean, that's not a natural way to fall and that's not a natural way to defend yourself if you're about to get fouled. If you want a lesson on how to defend yourself when you get fouled, look at what uh, Salah does. He's Question. always skipping out of the way. Yeah. So in real time, did you think, did, was there anything about that that sequence that looked abnormal in real time? Because you know, there's some, there's some yes. dives where in it real looked, time you can tell it looked, that is not it, a normal I'll tell you, it looked weird. Okay. It looked weird because when your foot gets hit like that, it doesn't shoot out the back. <laughs> like if if my foot is out in front of me and it gets hit from underneath, my foot goes forward, not back. Right? Like that's just simple physics. So it looked, um, I don't know if it's a word, but simulation-y <laughs> right off mm -hmm. the bat to me. When I saw the no contact, it made a whole lot more sense. Um, but I mean, all in all, what it comes down to is, is I think I think your point is right. Everybody is just going for contact in the box and it's not even about, you know, respect for the game or doing what's right or anything like that. It's you're trying to gain an advantage. And as long as people are are not getting punished for doing that and, and to the point of he wasn't touched. So what's he going down for? Um, you know, I think it needs to be called. So that's why, yes, I, I think it has to be a yellow. Um, and it's, I, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm just surprised that it wasn't a yellow. Yeah. Um, for the sake of consistency, I think it should have been a yellow because that's what we're being told. However, as a football fan, I have no problem with that because the penalty was not given and you move on. Um, so to me, I, I don't condone people diving. However... I don't think as much as ruining the game if they use it, if they use VAR correctly. I think that there's other things that are ruining the game. So um, I don't want a situation where, um, like, I'd rather somebody who dives 
does not get a yellow, even even if they deserve it, versus them mistakenly giving someone a yellow because it looks like they died when really they just slipped. That's what I don't want. So going from uh, the non-goal for Wolverhampton to uh, our second goal, uh, what did you think of of that play? Who scored the second? There was there were so many goals in the game. I've already forgotten. Yeah, I know that was the one where. Uh, uh, Firmino did his best to try to give it away, but then uh, Hendo passed the ball up to uh, oh yeah to to Genie, and we had the three on two. So I'll I'll tell you honestly. First of all, when Firmino was giving it away, <laughs> I was like, oh man, he's going to do it again, which he I did. Hope- but then it kind of ricocheted off there, two guys, and bounced straight to Hendo. And then when the ball got to Genie, I'm like, oh man, he's going to hold it up for no good reason, which he did. But then. I mean that was that was just a beautiful pass to the top corner. Yeah, w- one thing that's been concerning me with Liverpool this season and a little bit of last is we haven't been that potent on the break. Cuz even today we had quite a few opportunities to do something on the on the counter and we even though we scored in this case for instance I I mean he could have totally have missed that or he he could have um kicked a right at the goalie and then that opportunity was wasted. Right. So I haven't it's been a while since we've seen that interplay of counterattack and just using using the players that we have. So I I don't know why that's breaking down. However, in terms of the goal, yeah, it it was a good finish. And I'm really happy that Genie um, had the confidence to shoot because I think that's something he needs to do more because he clearly has the 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 skills to do it. And it was nice to see him in, in an opportunity to have a shot. Well, I mean, I think I think to to those who, you know, question his abilities, I think you need to look no further than um, that night in Anfield against Barcelona, where he put two in in the span of whatever, five minutes. You know, the guys obviously got the ability with the foot and with the head to score. You know, there's a lot more than what he's giving. And that's just because he's following Klopp's instruction. But to your point, I'm very happy to see that he's, um, you know, he's he's getting a chance here and there and and i'm glad to see he capitalized um what i would say is i i agree i feel like a lot of times our breaks haven't looked as good i mean i remember last year when we were um mowing through the league every every single opportunity that you know the opponent had almost inevitably turned into a chance for us and i don't feel like we've had that recently um, but I felt like today, and I don't know why today, but I felt like even there was a, there was one rush and maybe it was just cause the crowd was there. Um, it felt like there was some danger to it, even though it was a four on seven. And I remember looking at it and being like, Oh, that's a good chance. And I'm like, why are so many of their guys back? And I still think it's a good chance. So I don't know what made us more dangerous today than usual, but I agree. I, it was good to see that we were. Um, you know, kind of back to that place where we're we're dangerous on the break because, you know, we we play in possession a lot, and you know when when we get the opportunity, we need to strike um, on the counter, which we haven't been doing a lot lately. So I'm happy to see that. Yeah, and I'm already looking forward to the game in a couple of weeks when we'll be playing against Mourinho's bus because. Um, yeah, for that game, we'll need a lot of a lot more invention, and the few opportunities that we'll have will have to be very clinical. But maybe that's a separate conversation. Oh, I I don't I don't think you'll get opportunities against a team that parks the bus because yeah. I think a big part of the reason we got some of the opportunities today was because uh, they were down a goal. So I think if if we score early in that game, 
fine, but I think we'll end up having to grind out a goal and then it'll change. Or if they score on the break, then I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we get it back, but I mean, either way for today, it was great. The third goal off the uh, corner kick, a nice set play where, uh, uh, you know, again, I'm to to the point that you were making where Salah shouldn't be coming in off the wing because he's better at being direct, which I agree. But that was just the perfect cross. Yeah, and and maybe that's what they've seen that he has, which is why he's been trying that more. But I, it just seems as if during play, he a lot of times they don't come off. But for set plays, yeah, that, that was fantastic. But during the play, the balls that he attempts aren't aren't as accurate. They're they're not of that quality. I would agree. But I mean, I mean, rewatching that as we speak he arced it high enough to get over the front line and then it just dropped down right at the middle. It's, it was literally the perfect cross. And, and then the best thing about that was the um, Henderson making the run and then just pulling the defender for that split second. And then Mosala just choosing to, to flight it in instead of the pastor Henderson. You could tell that's right off the training ground and Klopp even admitted that after the game, that it was exactly um, a play that they had written up. Then and again, I I I think we said at the beginning of this season or at the end of last season that if there's one thing we want to see with Liverpool this year, it's we want to see more set plays. Instead of just crossing it into the box for a head, we want to see a set play. And so if if this really was the set play that they had, which it seems like it, I am very very happy to see that they've added this to their repertoire. Yeah, and that seems to have been the first that I can remember the first set play header headed goal for which there was no question of VAR. Usually <laughs> pretty much all season we have been trying or we have been attempting to score set plays and we have scored quite a few, but then there, you know, VAR always gets involved. So it was nice to see that Joel Matip was nowhere close to being outside. Yeah, no, he made a perfect run. It was, it was really good. Um, and again, fantastic uh, goal nice for Matip to get a goal too you know he's he's often on injured but it definitely gives him confidence to to keep going and again it it shows that Liverpool does have some sort of threat in the air on on corners and set plays which with uh with Van Dyke out you know is sometimes a bit of a question um, how nice was it to see Van Dyke in the crowd by the way Oh, it, it was it was too nice. It made me think, oh man, like is he closer than we know? Yeah. But of course he's not. <laughs> right. But it's just nice to know that he's with the team, not um, at home trying to get better, rehabilitating. Because I because I think it just gives everybody a lift. And you could even see by Genie's um, celebration, which he copied off Van Dyke. Right. It, it you know just knowing that they're all there together. Yeah, um, I think it gives everybody a, a nice boost. Let's just hope that Tiago shows up too one day. I know. I don't. I don't know what's happened to him. I mean, that uh, that Everton game took a heavy toll on this team. So, um, I mean, I don't know. They're saying now it won't be until the new year at the earliest. So, mm-hmm. but again, if I, the machine's rolling, do I care? Yeah, I, I I just hope it's not one of the situations where they all of a sudden decide that he needs surgery and they've wasted all this time. I remember that happened with Joe Gomez a couple seasons ago. But um, so hopefully it's just. You know, they just want to be 100% sure because he doesn't have the best injury record. Uh, a question I had for you was, who's your best Liverpool Thiago less midfield? Do you think it's, it's the three that we saw today? I think it depends on the game. Um, I I think, I think so first of all, let's say, um, you know, Curtis Jones, um, 
you know what, like props to the kid. He is young. He is God. I don't know how many starts he has under his belt, but he's looking like a real frontline player out there. You know, he doesn't look overmatched. He doesn't look like he doesn't know what he's doing. In fact, if anything, I would say he looks like he's holding back too much and he could do a lot more. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And, and um, I totally forgot about Fabinho because I'm just quali- qualifying him as a, a defender right now. Right. But let's just say that it was Fabinho playing in that in, in, in the midfield today and we had a break. He wouldn't be one of those running the way Jones was. Right. So Jones is just he's becoming more and more the complete midfielder where I, I'd be com- comfortable putting him at the six or seven or the eight. And he'll, he'll do just fine, which is amazing to say for a 19-year-old. It's amazing. The one thing I think that he's missing in his game, which isn't so much missing in his game, but it's just it'll come with time, is there were two very specific chances today where he was like on the edge of the box with the ball and room, and he should have just put the laces through it. And you could see in his head he was thinking, like his instinct was to take the shot, but he passed it off. And I'd like right. to see him get that confidence to take that shot because, again, if we start scoring from the midfield, then it completely changes the team. Or even if he doesn't shoot, I, I want him to know what he's going to do before that moment happens, right? Because it was the indecision that caused him to uh, pass the ball a little bit behind Robertson when if he had known, okay, I'm just going to pass because that's what we've been told to do when I'm in this position. Um because with time, just like with Genie, he, he will have opportunities where he'll be able to showcase that he has the natural talent or even the game we saw in midweek in the Champions League, right? He'll continue to have those moments to to, to showcase his talent. But um, I, I just want the indecision to be removed. I agree. Uh, in terms of the midfield, um, I mean, Hendo's got to be there. And if you're playing a team that's willing to give us chances, I think you want Genie there as kind of the grinder. If you're playing a team like, um, you know, that's going to park the bus, I think you need someone else there. I mean, the ideal would be Tiago, obviously, but if you don't have him, I think you need Keita. Keita, yeah. Um, and I think that's that's where it's going to have to be to generate those chances. Um, the other the other uh, one that I did want to talk about is what did you think of the non-penalty call for Salah? Oh. Uh, I know what was, you think. Yeah, he... he- it was not a penalty. He dived, and going so, back to our previous conversation, if if they wanted to take a hard line against diving, then they would have given him a yellow, which I don't agree with. But which is why I don't want them to take a hard line. I'd rather that neither gets a yellow versus both of them getting a yellow. So what I would, so I would, I'll make two comments. So one, I don't see a yellow as fitting because there was contact. I mean, even even it was Cody right. who who he, made he ran, the... right. He ran right into him. He didn't have to do that. You, oh, you and I he... both know that he didn't have to run right into him, right? He ran right into him and, he, and then he fell. Agreed. Uh, Cody. So I've I've watched it in super slow mo because that's how you have to judge things these days, apparently. Um, so I've watched it, and I mean, Cody took a step further than he should have in terms of being a prudent defender, like. He, he took a bit of a risk, and you could immediately see from Cody's reaction, he knew he'd got caught. Do you think it was a penalty? I think if Robertson's is called last week, then this one's 10 times that. No, I'm saying, do you think it was a penalty? Yes. Okay. Because, because so I personally don't think it's a penalty. Okay. Then that's, but that's, the yes, way right. they are calling it, that's, that's a penalty. That's not my question. No. Because it's, it's not our, like, we can't control 
whether or not they make right calls, but you don't think it was a penalty, right? So, um, well, like- no, but the thing is, I also don't think when you stick your arm out to point someone where to go and the ball jettisons off it, that that's a penalty. I mean, it's oh. not, it's not going towards the net. It's not taking away a chance. So it's not a penalty, but the way the rules are today, I feel like under this regime or whatever you want to call it, that's a penalty. So just to be clear. I don't want us getting panel penalties like that. That will just become a distraction where uh, the the opposing crowd will will now look at Mosala as a diver and start booing every touch. I just want us to play our game. The question I had was, why did he take that extra step? Why didn't he just pass the ball when he had the opportunity? The question I have for Sadio Mane is, why was he trying to overkick the ball in that penalty penalty area? I just want us to focus on our game, and I I I really don't care about all these penalty calls because I think they're. They're a distraction, quite frankly. And I think we're good enough to play beyond all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you in that way. I think that we're we're good enough to not have to play that kind of game. Yeah. But unfortunately, um, you know, for better or worse, that's where the game's going. I mean, uh, you know, for for whatever reason, Salah doesn't get this moniker. He gets the moniker of Diver. But when you look at, um, you know, uh, what's his name from Tottenham? Kane. Uh, Kane. Kane is savvy. Oh, such a savvy player. Oh, he went down at the first touch. So savvy. And it's like, okay, that's what everybody's doing. Um, and it's just, unfortunately, I think that's where the game's evolved to. You know, and 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 at some point, if you don't start playing that game, it may end up hurting you. So I, I, I agree I don't like it, and I agree we shouldn't be looking for it. But I mean, Salah is the way he is, and and he gets roughed up quite a bit. Let's be honest. I think he probably went into that challenge expecting to get hit a lot harder than he was, because it happens yeah, a lot. I, I hear you. I, I I guess my point is he does need to be a smarter and more savvy p- player in those situations, and sometimes he over he overdoes it. Right? He had an opportunity to pass, or if he was going to try that move, expect. F- to expect that it doesn't come off, right? But I've seen him roughed up a lot more or in situations that were more viable of needing to be called a penalty than that one. You know, to that particular move to me was just clumsy and unnecessary. Agreed, so, but we've seen less called for a penalty. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with this game. No, no, I know. But what I'm what I'm coming back to is that's unfortunately where the game is today. Um, right. Anyway, so, so, I mean, moving on... Um, you know, it's. I think we've already talked about the last goal. I think one of the things we definitely have to talk about is uh, Keller. Well, mm-hmm. de- depends which half it was. In the first half, it was Keller. In the second half, it was Kelleher. <laughs> so uh, they, I can't believe they got the spelling of his name wrong on the jersey. And his literally your first EPL match in your life, and they get the spelling wrong. That's got to suck. But uh, oh, what do you think of him? On the flip side, has brought more attention. Now everybody knows his name. Right? It's true. They it, it, there you go. That's that's yeah. the way to be positive about it. Uh, what did you think of his performance? Yeah, I honestly, I mean, I thought it was great, and I'm not saying he's the best keeper in the world, but it's it's nice to know that we have a goalie aside from Allison. Well, actually, even including Allison, but Allison is that good that he's able to get away with it. It's nice to know that we have a goalie that you just expect to do the right things right and not try anything ridiculous, right? And and that's all you ask for. In a team like Liverpool, so so with Adrian, he he tries to be a player who we all know he's not, right? And Kelleher obviously has the footwork, but he's also a very instinctive um, 
goalkeeper too. So it, it, it was just nice. And you could tell that it just gave everybody confidence around him because of course they see him in training. So it isn't like they're thinking, oh, who's this kid? Is he good? They already know what he can do, what he can't do. And it gives, gives them confidence. And um, yeah, so I think he's officially our number two right now. And I think that's fantastic for, for, us, for everybody. Yeah, I mean, the the one thing that I saw in him that I really liked is I felt like he was not overcome by the moment. He attacked the ball. He right. came out and he made proactive plays to prevent things from happening, um, which, I mean, honestly, Adrian doesn't even do. And he's been in the game for a lot longer. Um, and there are times where I'd like um, Allison to come out you know, on a cross a little bit earlier, um, but he stays on his line. So again, I think I think he did a great job. Um, there were two or three headers that could have been better placed. Uh, they ended up coming right to him. But again, that's also a testament to how, uh, the position that he was in and, and understanding the angles and understanding where the ball is probably going to get to. So good for him to be there. Um, he wasn't really challenged at any point. I thought we played well defensively and he was just in the right spots that he needed to be. And, and I think to your point, I think he's the unquestioned number two right now. I can't, I can't imagine there'd be anything that would send Adrian back up the, the chat, the ladder. Um, and, and I guess I look at, I look at him as, you know, one of the uh, lessons that young players can take, which is, you know, when Allison was acquired, he could have looked and been like, you know what? I'm never going to get ahead of this guy and he's going to be here for 10 years. I just need to go. But he's been, you know, not biding his time, but he's been spending his time watching the best keeper in the world, learning from him, learning from his work ethic, all of that. So, you know, it's clearly paid off. You can you can definitely see the confidence. You can definitely understand what this guy's been putting in every day. And so I'm, I'm very happy that he had his first... Uh, uh, his first DPL win and, and clean sheet at that. Yeah. And, you know, we've had this conversation before and I've always thought, and maybe I still do to a degree. I've always thought that the other young goalie that we have, who's currently on loan, Camel Gabrara is, is a better goalkeeper and has a high ceiling. I, I've always believed that from what I've seen um, in watching them when they were playing for the under, under 18s and under 23s. Um, but, over the past couple of years, we've con con continuously heard Klopp and the staff say how good a goalie Kelleher is, that he's he's really good. He has a lot of potential. And, and I just never really saw that in the few games that he would play in the League Cup or whatever. Um, and the fact that Grabar has been sent on loan and Kelleher just stayed at at, at Melwood to, to, to train with the team and to continue to be nurtured under their watch, I guess they saw something in him that they knew maybe he has more potential, but they, they don't want him to, to they don't want to take the chance of, of having him go somewhere and then something going wrong and then he misses his window, right? So he's clearly been, he's a lot more confident now than the the few games I saw him play last season. And um, I guess they were right all, all along. You know, there is something about him. And in, in fact, I, I was really looking forward to seeing how he would do against a penalty, to be honest with you. Well, I mean... Again, I'm, I'm happy we didn't have to find out because that would have been ill-timed. But yeah. I agree. I think, um, you know, again, I think we're at the point where we no longer have to question anything that uh, Liverpool management do. Um, but uh, uh, so my uh, another question that I had, any other, any other thoughts or, or individuals uh, on Liverpool that you wanted to talk about? Because I actually wanted to, to say something about uh, Wolverhampton. 
Um, I just want to say kudos to Nico Williams. He got that yellow in the fir third, first or third minute, and he played a controlled game for the rest of uh, of the game, which was nice. There was one opportunity in the early in the first half where I think he learned from last week, you know, by giving away the penalty um, that he wanted. You could tell he wanted. It was almost the same position that he wanted to go in and 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 to try to clip the ball, but he just let it go. So I was, I was happy to see that. Um, I. I do think he's still a little bit rash, but yeah, he played well. Yeah, I thought so too. The one thing that uh, I would say has actually been not annoying, but I keep watching it and being like, what's wrong with this guy is Matip. Whenever you see him like come up to the ball to pass it, it's like every single time he's like looking downfield and it's like he's going to take a long ball and then he like, like t t turns his foot at the last second to pass it over to Fab. And I'm like, man, like every time he's doing that, like you're not faking anyone out. But I've actually started to realize in watching today, I actually think I'd like to see people do that more because it's clear that essentially when he does that until the very last second, you can't tell if he's going long or short. Right. And because of that, I think it puts a lot of strain on the defense and eventually they become like me where they're like, oh God, he just keeps doing this and they just don't react. And that's when you catch him. So, I mean, kudos to, to Matt Tip. I don't see other people doing it, but he does it virtually every time. And I think he knows what he's doing. I think it's a bit of a setup and I, I just haven't seen it before. So I like to see that. Uh, the one thing I will say I was maybe a little surprised at today was uh, the tactics from, uh, from Wolves. I, I didn't think they were very good. Um, not even as a team, but like we, we talked before the game where we expected Trier would come down, um, Williams side, because if you're going to go at someone, why go at Robertson when you can go at Williams? Um, and they didn't do that for the whole first half. They did it for the second half, uh, start of the second half until Alexander Arnold came in and then Trier went back. Um, and, and I just, I'll be honest. I thought Trier played a kind of nothing game. It was, he could have been there. He could have not been there. It made absolutely no difference. He had a couple of chances where he could have made something happen. And and all he really does is just go to the corner. Now he, he doesn't really seem to have that shot or turn into the middle that he used to. How old is he? I think he's 24, 25 now. I think he needs to leave. Well, no, he can stay if he wants to, but I think if, he's ever going to realize the potential that he has. He needs to go and work with a manager that, and in, in a situation where there's not as much pressure on him to be the star and they can actually work on other sides of his game. Because if all he's going to do is just pass the ball and, and run and then cross, you, you, you can easily defend that as a team, right? And a couple of opportunities he had today where if it was Sadio Mane, who is the kind of player that he should be modeling his game after, um, he would have been able to cut in, go for a shot, or 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 pretend to go for a shot and then cross, as opposed to just you know he's going to beat the player and cross. I mean, or, or he wide. he could have generated something where yeah, he, right. all he does now. And I don't know if you noticed, I was actually watching him with Robertson. Um, I actually I was I was wondering if Klopp would play Tsimikas because I I feel like physically Tsimikas would probably be better suited to dealing with Triari, but. Robertson was playing very far off him because Robertson was defending down the line. Mm -hmm. And I mean, seeing a guy that far off you as a, as a, an attacker, your eyes should just go wide and you should 
punish him for it. But he didn't at any point. I think what they, what's happened is they've realized that they have um, a great uh, a, a great player in terms of being able to beat anybody down the line, which even when Robertson was new with the move, he was still caught a couple times. And then they have a guy who's in the middle who's fantastic, who can head the ball in. And that's just been their whole game. Except that guy's now injured. So so that's what I was that's where I was going. Unfortunately, with him and as injured, what are you what are you gonna do, right? He was crossing it to I mean, yeah, then Donker, I think, was there and, and they had some chances, but you know, with him and as there, I think they would have gotten a goal or two on those crosses today. Without him, you know, they're the the ball went there, but was not the danger that it should have been. Yeah, and then also with Jimenez there, it it gives the defenders a little bit more to think about, right? So you have you have to worry about Terraria on the wing, but you also have to cover your man in the middle. You know, this time you just have to worry about Terraria. But but to your point, I think the fact that they've realized we're most dangerous when Terraria goes down the line, crosses it, and Jimenez puts it in with his head, that is probably stunting Terraria's growth right now. So yeah. I I would agree. I think I think he needs to move, not not so much because he can't be taught new things at Wolves. I think it's because he's the the Wolves have basically decided this is what we're going to do. Yeah, they have their priorities and objectives, and you know they may not have the luxury that a team like Liverpool would have, where you know you buy Cato and you don't see him for six months, you buy Fabinho you don't see him for six months, you know Ox because they're working with him in training. You, if you're Wolves and you're you're pushing for a top top eight, you have to play Trari all game, every single game, right? And you have to just continue doing what's working for you, uh, because that's those are pretty much the only weapons you have, right? So that's yeah, I agree with you. Wolves is a great team; they have a great coach, a great setup, and everything. But if 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 he wants to become a top fifteen player, which he has the potential to be, then he may want to start pushing for a move to the right environment where he can. Be given the attention where his game will expand yeah yeah it, it, it won't be as narrow he's he, he's losing that window if he's already 24 25 yeah he he needs so to- i'm uh, my, my estimation is pretty good he's actually 24 in 10 months so he's okay. 24 about yeah. to turn 25 i'm so- uh, i'm an age whisperer apparently <laughs> um so sp- to your point of they don't have the money to just uh, uh, have a guy like that develop, they brought in their uh, their big acquisition, Fabio Silva, for a bit of the game. Did you see anything that impressed you? Apparently, this guy's supposed to be something special. I kind of I didn't see much. The only thing I saw was his physique. I mean, if he's already that big at eighteen, and he's as good as or he has the quality as they say he does, and that's a good thing. Right, because it means that he doesn't. You know, there are a lot of kids that are have all the skill in the world, but they're tiny, and you don't know if they're going to 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 fill out. out. Yeah, yeah, to fill out. But with him, yeah, he's he's already there physically, and and so I think that's I think that's great, and and I think it's good that he's in the EPL because that's a, a, a um, it's it's a league where he will be able to use his physicality as a striker. Yeah. So okay. So I mean, good game. The Wolves, I think, didn't didn't impress much today um none of them actually impressed me much even the the new kid again to your point i think he looked good but not i mean if if you're looking at physical specimens i think uh, the wolves are probably the right place to go that kid does not look like an 18 year old and triary does not look like a person 
So, um, you know, they, they, they've got that down pat. Now, if they can just uh, transfer that into some wins. But uh, again, good win for Liverpool. Who would you say your man of the match was for Liverpool? Ooh, I say Henderson. Um, because I, cause I think there are a lot of, and we seem to say this um, every, every game, which is a good thing. There are a lot of possibilities for man of the match. But just as a team, they played well. And he, he just kept things ticking. He didn't have a spectacular game, but he kept things ticking. And yeah, I I don't like to look forward to games where we don't have either him, himself, or Thiago in there because I don't know what we'd do. He was just a heartbeat of our team. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I'm not against it. I'll go with uh, with Kelleher. For, Actually, no, for, but, for what? For a guy. So the reason I'm going with it is not even because he was that spectacular because there was no like, Oh my God, can you believe it saves? But he was a solid B was there every time he needed to be and made as far as I could tell, no mistakes. And just, it felt different when, when wolves were bringing down the ball and crossing the ball, I was expecting no goal where I'd gotten to the point with Adrian where I was getting antsy every time. And so just if I'm getting antsy, then probably the defenders are a little bit antsy too. So just, just for the sake of playing confidently and calming down the, the whole team, I'll give it to him. Yeah. And I think a special shout out has to go to our 12th man, the crowd. How, how nice was it just to see um, 2000 people watching and cheering Liverpool on Granted, they were all congregated in one part of the the stadium, which, in hindsight, was a good good call. Well, I, I mean, it was a good call from the uh, not opening up the rest of the seats, which would have been logistically harder. It was a good call from the point of we like attacking at that end in the second half and having the cop there. I mean, from a COVID point of view, probably shouldn't be putting that many people together, but it is what it is. But it was just really weird for me. Hearing crowd noise that's not piped in. I know. It was super weird, but I loved it. So uh, I can't wait for them to to maybe open up the stands a bit more. And and yeah, you're right. To your point, maybe they were the the number, uh, the the best player today. And it was just so nice to see um, Jurgen Klopp being able to do his fist pump to human beings at last. Right? It's been a while. For more stories, analysis, and articles, go to the ForensicHop.com website. <laughs>